and welcome to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Today, we have a listener question about family business. Our listener writes, I've heard that you can save a lot in taxes if you have a family business and you employ your kids in the business. Do you know anything about this? I can't remember the details or where I heard it, but I would be curious to learn more if this is a thing. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, because this is a really good question, and your recollection is absolutely correct. You can save a lot in taxes if you employ your kids in your family business. That said, there isn't one single rule in the tax code that makes this a silver bullet. And so today, we will tackle this in three different parts. Part one, we'll talk through the mechanics of how to put the pieces together from both the business's perspective and the child's perspective in order to be tax efficient. And then in parts two and three, we'll cover two different strategies that you can layer on top of this base case to get even more tax efficiency to get a real extra boost. So with that, let's dive in. Okay, part one, the basics of how the strategy works. To set the stage here, there is nothing that gets tax lawyers more excited or more fired up than the opportunity to find a place to take a deduction and not have a corresponding inclusion in income. And what I mean by that in our example is when we have the opportunity for the family business to take a deduction, but the child to not have to turn around and pay any taxes on the salary that they make, this is when you have tax lawyers jumping up and down because as you can imagine, the IRS doesn't like it very much when you have income that essentially escapes taxation because you have a deduction with no corresponding income inclusion. So the rule, as I've alluded to, and we'll walk through an example, but the rule as I've alluded to is that if you employ your kids in your business, your business gets to take a deduction And your child gets to claim what's called a standard deduction when he or she files a tax return. And to give you a sense of the magnitude, the standard deduction for 2024 is $14,600. In other words, baseline rule, you can employ your child in the family business pay them up to $14,600 in 2024, and they won't pay any regular federal income tax on that income. This is a lot of numbers and it's sounding a little bit abstract, so let's make it a little more concrete with an example, both from the employer's perspective, the family business perspective, and then also from the child's perspective. 
So from the family business perspective, a couple of assumptions here to set the stage. I'm assuming in the case of this example that you have a family business that's got a little bit of size and has got some infrastructure. In other words, maybe your family business is organized as a corporation or an S corporation or an LLC, some kind of entity. And I'm also assuming here that your family business already has some employees. It could be one employee. It could be hundreds of employees. Doesn't necessarily matter um, how many existing employees your family business has, but this is sort of the, the vision, right? I'm envisioning something, a family business that has got some infrastructure. And the reason that's important is because it's helpful if you already have some people on payroll and your business is used to doing payroll accounting, issuing W-2s, doing tax withholding, these kinds of things. Because the key from the family business perspective is, yes, you can employ your child. But we do want this to pass the common sense test. In other words, don't try to employ your two-year-old and pay them $14,600 in 2024. That is not something that's going to fly with the IRS. But if we have a trade or trader business that's up and running, you have children and you can give them age-appropriate work, making space for your children on the payroll and employing them to do work that's age appropriate absolutely makes sense. And from a tax perspective, when you hire your child, you can take an income tax deduction for the salary that you pay them. In other words, from the business's perspective, if the business has say of income, and you pay your child $14,000 next year. That means that your business only pays tax on the $86,000 because you get to deduct the 14 that you paid out as wages to your child. And so from the business's perspective, putting a child on payroll creates a federal income tax deduction for the wages that you pay the child. And that is a huge benefit. Okay, so now from the child's perspective, ordinarily, the child, if he or she receives $14,000 of income, would need to pay federal income tax on that. But what's really beautiful about this situation is that when your child gets that $14,000 of wage income, they now are going to turn around and file a U.S. federal income tax return. And I know it sounds shocking to think that 
an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old or even a 14-year-old would file a U.S. federal income tax return. But if that child has a salary, has income from the family business, then they will file a tax return. And when they file that tax return, they'll get to claim a standard deduction on the return, which, as I mentioned, for 2024 is $14,600. And so the big picture takeaway here is your business can pay the child $14,600 in 2024. The business gets to deduct the fourteen six. Your child files a tax return claiming the fourteen sixes income, but they don't actually have to pay any federal income taxes on that fourteen six because the standard deduction that every U.S. citizen gets when they file a return this the standard deduction the standard gimme zeroes out the 14.6 of income that you paid your child. So hopefully that makes sense. The big picture takeaway here is no silver bullet for, oh, if you pay your child, no one has to pay tax. That's, that's not the rule. It's a little more nuanced than that. But we get to the same place because the business gets a deduction, your child files a tax return and gets to take the standard deduction, which zeroes out their income, which again, gets us to this beautiful tax efficient place. Before we leave part one, one question that might come to mind is, okay, how is this different than if my child just gets a summer job at the local, you know, sporting goods or ski and snowboard shop? And the difference here is from the child's perspective, they actually end up in the same place. So if a child in 2024 makes of income working at the ski and snowboard shop for someone who's totally unrelated to the family. The child still files the tax return and still gets the standard deduction to essentially zero out their federal income tax. So from the child's perspective, whether mom and dad are the employers or whether it's the local ski and snowboard shop, doesn't really matter from a tax perspective. But the difference in this tax strategy is, again, the extra boost, the extra tax efficiency that you get by virtue of the fact that your family business gets to take the deduction for $14,000 worth of wages. Whereas in the ski and snowboard shop example, it's the ski and snowboard shop business that gets to take that deduction. So by employing your kids, you're essentially keeping the business deduction in the family, which is a really beautiful thing. 
So bottom line, big picture takeaway. In 2024, your family business can hire your kid. You can pay them up to $14,600 of income before they'll have to pay any federal income tax on that income. And of course, use common sense. Don't employ your two-year-old. Okay. Piece number two, social security and Medicare taxes. And the first question you should ask yourself when I'm talking about social security and Medicare taxes is, wait a second, why on earth would a 12-year-old child be thinking about social security and Medicare? And that is absolutely a legitimate question. Because what we haven't talked about in the previous example is these federal Social Security and Medicare taxes. We've talked about federal income tax, but we haven't talked about what's called federal payroll tax, also known as Social Security and Medicare tax. So to set the stage a little bit, if you look at a pay stub, if you've ever, if you're an employee, you've been an employee, and you get a paycheck every two weeks, and you pull up the pay stub that's attached to that paycheck, you will see a whole bunch of line items. And all of those line items serve to eat into your take-home pay. So, for example, if you have a paycheck that's, you know, call it $10,000 a month, you might see then a line item that says federal income taxes, $2,000 a month, federal Medicare and Social Security taxes, 7.65%, or $765 a month. And then you might see state income taxes at 5%, so another $500 a month. Then you might see a line item for local taxes. They're less common, but local income taxes can also be included. And the point is that all of these different layers of tax eat into take home pay. Fortunately, in the family business context, there is a special rule that can help you avoid not federal income tax, but rather the federal payroll tax, the 7.65% that employees have to pay in order to pay into the Social Security and Medicare system. So what is that rule in the family business context? In the family business context, the rule is that if your business is organized as a sole proprietorship, a disregarded entity, or a partnership where 
the only two partners are mom and dad, then when you employ your child, your child doesn't have to pay the 7.65% federal payroll tax. That was a lot. So again, let's, let's unpack this with an example. The place where this is most likely to come up is if your family business is um, small or maybe it's a side hustle, because generally when a business grows, it will be organized as a corporation or an S corporation or a partnership with a couple of different unrelated partners, kind of what we talked about in part one. But if your business, your family business is small or it's a side hustle or it's sort of a cottage industry, then you might not have some kind of formal legal entity. And so the IRS kind of recognized it and sort of gives these smaller types of businesses a pass. They say, you know, if you've got kind of this cottage industry situation going and you employ your kids, we're not going to make you pay federal payroll taxes. We're not going to do the 7.65%, um, which is which is really a nice benefit. And it is a special rule. But again, in order to take advantage of this rule, in order for your kids to escape the 7.65% on their salary, your business needs to be organized um, as a sole proprietorship, meaning there is no real business entity. As a disregarded entity, meaning there's only one owner of the business entity, or again, as a partnership, but a partnership where the only two partners are mom and dad. Now, I will say this. It is absolutely not the end of the world if your child has to pay 7.65% on their salary, especially because they're already avoiding income tax on the first $14,600 for 2024 of salary. So if your child makes, say, $10,000 working in the family business and you can't take advantage of this special exception, your kid's going to pay $765 of federal payroll taxes on their salary. But net-net, you're still in a pretty good position for all of the reasons we talked about in part one. So bottom line on this, if your business is loosely organized or doesn't have much of a formal entity structure, but it's still a legitimate business that has business operating activity, then you can get an extra tax boost, some extra tax efficiency by taking advantage of the rule that says you don't have to pay the federal payroll tax on the 
the, or the child doesn't have to pay federal payroll tax on his or her salary. Okay, part three. For those of us adults who wish that we had started saving for retirement a decade ago, we know that time is money, especially when it comes to retirement savings. And so just because your child is young and is a child, they still are eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA. So not only do these little humans get to file U.S. federal income tax returns, they also get to put money into retirement accounts and save for retirement. Seems like an awful lot of responsibility for a young child, but their future self will certainly thank them when they have this investment account that's been growing since they were 12 years old. So the rule for Roth IRAs is that for 2024, you can contribute up to $7,000 to a Roth IRA, but only if you have salary. In other words, you have to have some kind of income that is employment income in order to contribute to a Roth IRA. For example, if your child earns $2,000 working in the family business, then your child can contribute $2,000 to a Roth IRA in 2024. If your child earns $10,000 or $20,000 working in the family business in 2024, then your child can contribute the full $7,000 to his or her Roth IRA because there's enough salary to cover the full $7,000 Roth IRA contribution. And the bottom line on the Roth IRA contribution is that this is really a triple win because first your family business gets a tax deduction and then the standard deduction can zero out presumably all or at least a lot of your child's federal income tax obligation. And then your child turns around and puts this money in a Roth IRA and well, there's no deduction for contributing to a Roth IRA this year, the money grows tax deferred in the Roth IRA and then isn't taxed when you take it out, assuming you meet the holding periods and the, the rather complicated distribution rules. So you can see that at every layer, you have the opportunity to avoid federal income tax. And a Roth IRA is not only a great just overall financial planning strategy and a great way to get your child started on saving, but it's also a way to continue to shelter that child's salary from federal income taxes. So bottom line here, to bring this all home, we've talked a whole lot about deductions and income and standard deductions, and it can all feel 
a little bit overwhelming. But I think the big picture takeaways here are, you know, one, step one, you need to have a legitimate family business. And you can't just make up some kind of trader business for purposes of trying to take advantage of this tax strategy. Step two, you need to legitimately employ your children, which means giving them age-appropriate work and paying them accordingly. Step three, you do need to have some payroll infrastructure and your business may or may not have this in place depending on whether you already have employees. But just because you're employing your child doesn't mean that you don't need to, again, do normal payroll processes, which include things like withholding money from the child, withholding taxes from the child's paycheck, keeping some records, giving your child a pay stub with their paycheck, and then also issuing to your child a Form W-2 so that the IRS has record of the child's employment income. So step three here, have some payroll infrastructure if you're going to employ your child. And then step four is revel in the fact that you're being really tax smart, because as we've talked about, your business gets a deduction, your child can use their standard deduction to shield some of this taxable income. And then we have the two turbo boost options, which can be avoiding federal payroll tax, depending on how your business is organized. And then also, regardless of how your business is organized, Encouraging your child to put that money that they earn, at least part of it, into a Roth IRA so that they are not only shielding their money and their investments from taxes, but also securing their future by getting a jump start on their nest egg and their savings. So I know this has been a lot. Um, hopefully, it's given you a helpful framework. And certainly, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.